Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. You're listening to the Thai Expat Daily Show. I'm your host, Kira Mack. Don't forget to like this video and please do subscribe to the channel, whether you're listening on YouTube or as a podcast. Now, before we jump into today's top stories, I'd just like to point out on the screen that we do have a lovely website that we're slowly putting together. It's called the thaiexpatdailyshow.com and there is a forum on here where we hope to upload as much information relevant to working, living, traveling to Thailand and basically anything Thai related. So I encourage people to please uh, you know, create an account and uh, start to contribute to the forum. It would be great to have uh, you know, a little bit of banter with people also off uh, YouTube. But as I said, let's jump into today's top story. So as many people may have read, the uh, Phuket Sandbox model is now official. It has been uh, published in the Royal Gazette uh, last night. Uh, talk about leaving it right to the very, very end. But you wouldn't expect anything else from the Thai authorities here. It's how it works. Just make sure we give people absolutely no time to make sure they can go on July 1. Now, I was really re- reading on a lot of different uh, forums that people you know, had booked flights and hotels and everything. And a lot of them are having to change them because they just won't get the certificate of entry on time. Of course, if they had listened to our wonderful channel here, they would have heard me constantly say, don't book a single thing until it's actually confirmed and posted in the Royal Gazette because this is exactly what happened. Also, there was a couple of other things thrown into the Royal Gazette that wasn't on the uh, previous information that had been distributed by the government one of the things was is that you actually have to pay upfront for your pcr tests in phuket so if you're there for uh seven days you have to pay for two tests in advance and if you're going to be there for the uh, 14 days you would have to pay for three tests in advance and you'd have to pay the hotel they would take payment issue you a receipt and uh, you had to i think upload that onto the uh, certificate of entry website so that's uh, just uh, something else that was thrown in there um also something i had seen was uh, that yes they've definitely confirmed you have to stay in the hotel and that you have to report into a handler every evening before you come back to report that you're back in the hotel so I guess they're trying to stop people from, you know, staying outside or, you know, out and about. Again, a bit too much for me. We're on holidays, you know. It's not a prison camp. But, you know, this is the way they're running it. Um, who are we to argue with the Thai authorities? I just read that the uh, Tourism Authority of Thailand have said there's been 5,000 applications for certificate of entries. Of course, only 500 have actually been approved. So um, I'm not sure what what exactly they're up to all seems like you know to me it's a little bit propaganda-ish you know just throw out any figure without any real proof of it now the biggest place or the most popular place still being booked is Patong according to the Bangkok Post um I I mean I don't know people should know Patong is basically closed I mean um Bangla Road is shut all the bars and clubs down there shut. There's not that much open. A lot of restaurants are closed. So yeah, it's a yeah, it's a pretty barren place at the moment. But you know, um, that's the way it is. Now the a story today coming out of the Bangkok uh, Post is the Tourism Council is predicting 1.4 million foreign arrivals this year. Foreign tourist arrivals could tally 3 million this year under the best case scenario 
while the Tourism Confidence Index in the second quarter plunged to its lowest point as 2 million people lost their jobs, according to the Tourism Council of Thailand. In addition to faster vaccination for 10 pilot tourist areas, the key factors that affect the volume of tourists are the readiness of Bangkok, which is the aviation hub of Thailand, and whether the Chinese government will allow tourists to take overseas trips by October. The areas selected to reopen for tourism comprise of Phuket, Krabi, Panya, Suratani, Chiang Mai, Chonburi, Pechaburi, Pechakuri, Khan, Buriam and Bangkok. The Tourism Council of uh, Thailand uh, devised four projections for the tourism industry. The best case sees the country welcoming 3 million tourists, generating two, 212 billion baht if the 10 provinces can reopen and the Chinese travelers can take outbound trips from October. Now, if Beijing does not allow overseas travelers, the total number decreases to 2 million, generating only 152 million baht. Uh, it continues to go on about different figures, which as far as I can tell are just basically um, pulling them out of their ass because there's no way to predict how many tourists will come, etc., and how much they uh, will spend. Now, the proposed opening plan is as follows. So July 1, Phuket Sandbox model, um, Phuket Island and province. So that is a province that's opening as of tomorrow. First flights arriving apparently after midnight tonight. Then July 15th, the Samui Plus plan, which is Suratani province, Koh Samui, Koh Panyan and Koh Tao, which will be sealed route. So you'll be able to go into them, but you're not going to be able to move around too freely in it. I don't think it's going to be a, a big draw, to be honest. Now, August, they're planning to reopen Krabi, Kopp, uh, and uh, Ralai Bay. And then they're also pan planning to open Panya, Kaolak, and Koyao. Now, look, I'm up in the Panya area. Now, in order to reopen, the rules are you have to reach 70% vaccination of your population. And Panya right now is at a measly 22%, I think I last saw it as of yesterday. So, I mean, they're going to need about another 200,000 vaccines just to get get themselves even close to it. So I'm not really too sure it's going to be happening. I don't believe it will be, but who knows. Uh, September, they're looking at uh, Chiang Mai and kind of this area around here. Uh, September, uh, also Pattaya City, Banglamung District and Sat Satip district as well. Uh, also in September, they're hoping to open Buriam. October then is the plan is to open up the Bangkok metropolitan area, followed by uh, Hua Hin, and then other locations around the country. As I said, that other locations have to have 70% vaccination and are, that are, and are prepared to reopen. Now, Bangkok, I, I don't know. I mean, Bangkok at the moment's a mess. Uh, today we had in Thailand 4,700 or so COVID uh, cases. Uh, the majority of them are Bangkok and surrounding provinces. So, you know, in order to be able to reopen, they're going to have to really, really uh, get strict there and, and kind of eliminate the virus as much as possible. Uh, you know, but who 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 knows what's going on here? I mean, I, I look, I genuinely hope the country reopens. I know Thai people. I they desperately need to work and earn money. But if we, if you, if anything is to be taken from the fiasco of the Phuket Sandbox opening, uh, I wouldn't be too confident. I mean, literally, the embassies were publishing the information for the Phuket Sandbox model, 
but actually had no information and couldn't issue a single certificate of entry because, well, it wasn't published in the Royal Gazette and wasn't made law. They had stated that the certificate of entry website would be working from 12 o'clock Thai time onwards, about five in the evening before it even started. And then it had various hiccups and it just wasn't, uh, it wasn't, you know, put together properly. When you're, you're doing something at this magnitude, you need to really think about how you're going to do it and plan it out. And all this should have been signed, sealed and delivered a month or two ago. And giving yourself the time to develop your website, develop your apps, make sure everything's working properly, you know, constantly, uh, you know, test, test, test and make sure your systems are there because you don't really looking like an idiot when the people turn up. I mean, that's how you become unprofessional. That's how people say, God, I'm spent all this money and these guys can't even organize, couldn't organize a piss up in a brewery. You know, that's the kind of impression I'm getting right now. So but I mean, let's hope things are OK for people who have spent their hard earned money to come to Thailand. You know, people have book flights. So, I mean, fingers crossed it works out. I hope that it goes well enough that the restrictions that they have in place now for the Phuket sandbox will be reduced maybe in a month's time. So they'll go, oh yeah, you know what? Actually, it's, it's okay. We can reduce that down to only have to stay in the island for seven days. And um, we don't need all these COVID tests. And this, I think, would definitely help. I think seven days would be a much better help to the whole situation and a reduction of all the COVID testing. Because at the end of the day, people are vaccinated. If they've had, as far as I'm concerned, if you look at it like this, if you want to put in some kind of measure, well, how about, yeah, fully vaccinated and a COVID test before you leave? That's it. Because at the end of the day, I mean, you can't keep testing people all you want. Eventually, you're going to test. They're going to test positive if you keep testing them that much, you know. So I just I just think the restrictions need to be reduced. And I do believe if they are reduced, people will come to Thailand. Uh, you know, it's a lovely country. It has many good, many great attributes. You know, it's wonderful friendly people beautiful scenery you know and islands and and the waters around the place are so clean and just you know it's just a fantastic place to to travel to but you know the and one of the things i'd like to say is that you know with the country being closed for nearly a year and a half the water these all these areas pp island and all the different areas around phuket and the other islands and some the water is crystal clear you know the wildlife has regenerated you know the corals have all regenerated it's just become a much different place without humans but you know humans we do need humans too you know they're the ones that pay the bills so let's hope things do get better for people here and i you know i am rooting for it i know i sound a little negative sometimes but i'm also looking at it from a you know a tourist point of view a businessman's point of view and i can see many different sides of it so anyway what do you think about all of this i mean if you say let's say in a month or two and you saw the restrictions you know being reduced would that tempt you into coming to thailand i'd love to know just leave your comments down below in the comment section and uh we'll have a chat about it down there now an update on the covid situation in thailand um, today there is a record 53 covid deaths along with 4786 new cases a record 53 COVID-19 fatalities were reported and the 4,786 new cases diagnosed over the past 24 hours, the Public Health Ministry reported on Wednesday morning. There were 4,659 cases in the general population and 127 among prison inmates. Since April 1, around 
when the third wave of COVID-19 began, there have been 230,000 plus COVID-19 patients with 180,000 uh, or so of whom have recovered. Uh, Phuket had notched up five cases yesterday and one date. So that's important for people also coming on the sandbox model to also know that there's criteria in place, for instance, if they have uh, an average of 90 cases in a week in Phuket, uh, they will shut down the sandbox model. So there are there are things like this going on. So it's important to keep an eye on the COVID situation in Thailand and what's going on. And for people who are here as well, you know, we always have to remember that, you know, um, it's not a COVID-free country. You know, most of these cases, by the way, are actually in Bangkok and surrounding provinces. So, you know, just worth bearing all that in mind. Owners of bars and restaurants are fed up with government restrictions. In another attempt to curb skyrocketing COVID-19 cases in Bangkok and other areas, Thailand has brought back restrictions that include a ban on dine-in at restaurants, limited opening hours for shopping malls and the closure of construction camps. Some angry bar and restaurant owners don't plan to sit by idly this time, claiming little to no financial support from the government and citing the late night and last minute announcement of restrictions, restaurant and bar owners are at a tipping point, especially those who own nightlife venues which have been shut since April and are not likely to reopen anytime soon. Some are turning to civil disobedience. On Sunday, June 27, Prapavi Hematat, the person behind the Beer Wanderlust blog, announced a plan to challenge the new restrictions. Dubbed and a rough translation, F the rules, I'll open, in Thai, the campaign encourages nightlife venues to operate with limited seating and defy the rules altogether. If 7-Eleven stores and shopping malls can open, I cannot see why we can't. The risks are all the same, you idiots, Prapavi wrote, referring to the government. Her posts have been shared over a thousand times at the time of publication. The government announced a plan on June 28 to compensate restaurants, which would provide monthly aid of 2,000 for restaurant staff and, for restaurant owners, 3,000 baht per employee on their payroll. But it's unclear, if not unlikely, if this will be enough to keep thousands of restaurants currently teetering on the brink in business. I think, yes, this has been the biggest issue in Thailand is the severe lack of, of compensation and financial help for businesses that have been shut. So some of the problems though are things like this. On June 14th, the government announced that all these restaurants could reopen again and that shopping malls could go back to the normal hours, etc. And then within two weeks, they're reversing everything again. You know, without really saying why they 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 first allowed them to open back up again and why they're stopping it again, it seems like there's no real science behind it. It's just based on the whim of the day. But here's the problem. If you're going to do any of this stuff, you need to make sure people are adequately compensated. And it's up to the government to financially help out these businesses. If you shut a business down and you say you cannot operate anymore, it's their responsibility to pay the staff and pay the owner. What are they meant to do? How are they meant to get an income if you're taking their business away from them and you're responsible for doing it? So in my opinion, and this is the same in many countries, in my own country, Ireland, they have the exact same problem. You know, but at least in Ireland, they are being compensated. 
employees are compensated, but not here. I mean, what good is 2,000 baht to somebody who'd be maybe, maybe making 15 or 20,000 baht a month? Absolutely useless. It's kind of, it's kind of insulting, if, if not anything else. But what do you think about it? You think, you know, bars and restaurants who, you know, have been told you're not allowed to open, they should be compensated? Compensate. I'd love to hear your thoughts down below in the, in the comment section. Thanks for tuning in today. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to subscribe and don't forget to leave us a five-star rating. We are available on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you like to listen to your podcasts. Thanks for tuning in and we'll see you tomorrow.